0: Paisanos who get lives like Chicanos gangster, like Chicago A gooch who look like Drago Act up and get touched You better bring a gang shield Cause we gutter over here Like the streets of Springfield That's where the robber i bend on my job, Smooth in a silk suit Pulling up on the side Better respect who don't bend No soft trend True codes of virtue Like my friends in the north end After the seas like Cini, Crazy visions like O'Kini It's an honor to the- Right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. That's right, it's another edition of the one and only Fan in the Van Podcast time. Well, I was recording yesterday. You know how, you know, for fellow podcasters out there, you know when you you know when you're doing an episode you want to release, and sometimes you're just not feeling it. Oh, halfway through I was talking about Matt Canada and how I wouldn't be surprised if I uploaded yesterday's episode. That in a few hours we get a notification that he was fired. Well, of course I don't release the episode. Of course the Steelers do what hasn't been done since like 1941 in the team's history. And that's they fire a coach in season. And the amount of uh, at-me's that I got about it, uh, from my opinion. Listen, it is... Listen, it, it, it had to happen. It definitely had to happen. Here's the problem. it's too late. It's way too late. This is about a year too late because you look at last season, all right because to discuss the present, we have to rewind back to last season. you know the slow start, and then all of a sudden you know the you know the bye week comes, and then all of a sudden you know they go on this tear and they're winning you know the winning games they weren't winning them pretty, but they were coming back and winning them and Kenny was showing you that progression, and he was showing you that skill and that grit, and, you know, that's in essence what saved Matt Canada's job, but I wouldn't have kept him anyway. Now you fast forward all the way to Sunday. Yes, Cleveland won. We got it. We get it. Whatever. It is what it is. Bottom line is this. The Steelers look lost out there. They played like utter dog shit on offense, and their defense is what kept them in the game. But Cleveland fans, you want to act like you blew you you blew the barn doors off, and you didn't. You know, it, it, it's just you know on the offensive side of the ball, Pickett just wasn't reading the routes right. Whether they were running the routes right, I, I don't know. Uh, he has no time in that pocket to go through the progressions. Dan Moore, Dan Moore can't block a door standing still, and it it it's to a point now. Let's see what this firing becomes. Let's see what Kenny Pickett becomes now, even though there's an interim, you know, offensive coordinator and it's a guy who worked right under, don't get me wrong, he worked right under Matt Canada. So chances are this is still, there's still gonna be Matt Canada's plays. But here's the difference. Are they are the right plays gonna be called at the right time? Now, if we're still seeing the same stuff from Kenny Pickett, now we gotta do a little more evaluating. Now it's, is Kenny Pickett the problem? Is he really the guy that everybody clamored for? And listen, I wanted him. I stand by it, okay? There are others that, that want him, and now they're like, we need to bench him for Mason or Mitch Trubisky. Not like either one of those options is putting you in a better position. Let's be honest about it, you know, as far as from, from state of opinion. But we don't know that until Mason Rudolph were to touch the field. So, you know, for those who are going to listen be like, well, you don't know what Mason's going to do. You're, you're absolutely right. We don't know what Mason's going to do. But I know from the past what Mason can do and what he cannot do. And he cannot lead this team to the playoffs. And he, can, and he cannot lead this team to a Super Bowl. He cannot do it. Okay. He will get you a game or two here or there. Because what Mason Rudolph is, is a game manager. And that's, that's not bad. That's not a that's not a bad you know characteristic to have as a quarterback, but <laughs> that's not the guy you want at the helm with the offensive talent that the Steelers have. When you have a two-headed monster in and Najee and Jalen, when you have Deontay, who I he's got to work on his drops. I'm I'm gonna be real with you, he's got to work on them. You know he's. You know, Fryer Moot's gotta be more involved in the offense. Darnell Washington's gotta be more involved in the offense. Uh Pickett's gotta work on his uh he's gotta work on his accuracy, that's for sure. But you know, it's not like this team is out of it. They're not out of it. By any stretch of your imagination. You know, the these next few games they have, you know, you play Cincinnati. Now it's without Joe Burrow. So now it's a bit different. Even though their backup came in mid-game and he kept them afloat for a while before Baltimore just, you know, took off and and did what Baltimore had to do. You know, it's not going to be a pretty game. But now we get to see, without Matt Canada, and listen, I'm not defending him, but, you know, again, offensive and defensive coordinators can call the plays. And it's up to the offensive players and the defensive players to execute on them. We all know that. That's football 101. It's not that hard. And what needs to happen is, you know, this team can't start off slow. You, you, you got to come out hot and you got to keep that momentum going. Every time you're on the field, you got to go out there with the anticipation of we're putting up six, we're putting up six, we're putting up six, we're putting up six. I'll, listen, I'll deal with a field goal here or there, but for the Steelers, you can't keep playing these, we have to put it all on the defense, because here's what's going to happen. Guys like Cam are going to go down again. You don't want to see it. Knock on wood. TJ is going to be exhausted at some point. Highsmith's going to be exhausted. That secondary's going to be exhausted. You know, all these linebackers, you know, that you, you know that you have are, are going to be exhausted. You know, obviously they bring Miles Jack back to combat the, uh, the Quan Alexander injury. You got to do what you got to do. I mean, uh, what's his face from Indy that just got released? Uh, his name's escaping me right now. But he's out there. Go get him. Go get him. Go get him because now's the playoff push. That'll bolster your defense that much more. But if it's the same bullshit without Matt Canada, then we have to look at Kenny. We have to look at Tomlin. We have to look at every aspect of this team at this point. And the Roonies, you know, um, You know, there's there's confliction out there that the Rooney's told Tomlin he had to do this. Tomlin came out and said it was his decision. He, you know, he made the call. He's the one who told Matt Canada he was fired. Listen, I don't give a shit who made the decision. I don't give a shit who told Matt Canada. All I know is this. It was time to go. They finally did it. But again, it was months too late. And and if you're a Steeler fan that thinks that this happened at the right time, I beg to differ because it didn't. It without a doubt did not at all. And, you know, there are people that are ecstatic about it and you have every right to be. But with that comes this. You have to now realize, you know, the mistakes on the field aren't 100% Matt Canada's fault. That falls on your general and that falls on your quarterback. Again, football 101, your quarterback is at the helm of the offense. He's the guy who's got to make it happen. Yeah, your receivers got to run the right routes. Your running backs got to find the right holes. We 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 know all this, but when it comes to passing plays, your quarterback, with the amount of time he should have—keyword is should have—to be protected in the pocket, should be able to find an open guy or make something happen. Now we're going to see if we're going to get that senior year, Kenny Pickett. Or are we going to get this continued regression of Kenny Pickett? Because everybody's already saying, you know, go out and and, and trade up in the draft. Get one of these. Listen, the Steelers aren't going to do that. The Steelers aren't going to bench Kenny Pickett before a game. They're going to bench Kenny Pickett during a game to spark something. That's where you're going to see Mitch come in. I can almost guarantee you that when the injury report and and the final game day inactives come out. Mason Rudolph will not be activated. He hasn't been activated all year and he's not going to be activated again for, what are we, in week 12 now, whatever it is. So, again, let's see now what happens without Matt Canada. If it's more of the same, like I said just a few minutes ago, we now have to delve deeper. At some point, you have to start putting the blame on these other guys and not just somebody within the coaching staff because it's the easiest thing to do. Getting rid of a coordinator or a coach is easier to do than getting rid of a star player. And it's and it's been like that in every sport since Moses parted the Red Sea. It's just it's just as plain and simple as that. But to to get off that, yes, Canada's gone. Thank fucking God. But again, it it's it, it's too long in the making. And we just have to come to terms with now this offense either gets better without him or does it stay the same? Because if it stays the same, we 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 just know. We just know it, it's more than Matt Canada and we have a serious problem on our hands. Um you know, obviously tomorrow we go into week twelve, all the Thanksgiving games, obviously, uh they're actually not bad matchups, considering um, with the teams and, and and as far as their their states within the league. Uh, I think this will be the first time, probably since Kennedy was assassinated, where the Lions will actually win on Thanksgiving because uh, you are playing the Packers. But to me, that feels kind of like a trap game because it's a game you look at this and go, "Ah, the Packers aren't that good." You know, they were lucky to escape the Chargers. But in the Chargers situation, I'm sorry, Justin Herbert could not have thrown that ball any better than Quinton Johnston. You got to catch that ball, dog. You got to catch that. That's the reason why the Chargers lost. Brad Staley is really kind of fucking clueless up there. And he's another guy at the end of the year where, um, you know, you just kind of, you know, open up the door and just give him the Uncle Phil to DJ Jazzy Jeff toss out the fucking door. That's kind of what you do there, just like bitch, get out, boop. You know, and I'm already hearing the rumblings that if Harbaugh leaves Michigan, you know, him and Herbert would be a, a you know a pot a potent duo. I, I, <sighs> Harbaugh wasn't bad in the NFL as a head coach when when he, when he was coaching the Niners, but. Do you want the drama that comes with Jim Harbaugh right now? That's the thing. Do you want that drama with him right now? Like, do you honestly want a guy who's been accused of cheating in college, then coming back into the pros and you have to worry that maybe he's doing the same thing? I I, I don't know if that's something you, as the Niners organization, not the Niners, the Chargers would really want to do because the Niners won't move on from Kyle Shanahan. Not until they really start shitting the bed, or Brock Purdy just really starts shitting the bed. But I'm not I'm not moving away. I'm I wouldn't go in the direction of of Jim Harbaugh, to be honest. To me, Eric the enemy would be the better choice. I mean, cause you see what he's doing in Washington as the offensive coordinator, and you see like Sam Howell. I mean, granted, it's the commanders. Granted, he, you know, gets sacked a lot. But he's leading the league in yards, and he looks like he's here to play. And that's something that I think if you put the in the Charger offense, granted, probably at the end of the year, Keenan Allen, I think, is a free agent. Unless they lock him up, he's as good as gone. So, I mean, it, it, the Chargers, <sighs> I, I mean, you, you, you got the quarterback. But you also had the quarterback with Phillip Rivers with talent. And you still couldn't win it. So, I mean, if you're a Chargers fan, I, I hate to say this to all twenty of you, but you guys might be looking at another era of Philip Rivers, but the quarterback's name is just Justin Herbert. I think that's just what you—that's what you're going to wind up having here. I, I, I listen. It sucks to say that, but let's just live in the world of reality. That's what this is going to become. And, you know, it's just something you're going to have to come to accept is that mediocrity is going to be the Charger game for the next decade as long as you have – and you can't put it all on Justin Herbert because he's doing what he needs to do. He's putting the passes out there. Quentin Johnson's got to catch him. You know, it's just it's as simple as that. But, you know, you look at some of these other games. You know, it's a, it's a Chief Eagle game. I commend Tariq Hill for this. Even though, I listen, again, I know he's not on the Chiefs anymore, but he's played many a big game in Arrowhead under those lights. And even he said, you think that catch is easy under those lights? I, I Listen, I take it from him firsthand. You know, I, I, I can appreciate, you know, Scanling's emotion and, you know, him coming out saying, listen, you know, I accept the criticism. I got to be better. I got to catch that. Listen, that's great. That, that's great. There's a lot of players that come out and they're like, that's not on me. That ain't on me. That ain't on me. It's this guy's fault. It's that guy's fault. For him to come out and say what he said, listen, I commend the guy for that. I truly do because you 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 have to take accountability for your, for, for your shit. Josh Allen's done it. Don't get me wrong, even though I don't think, again, I don't agree with Fire and Ken Dorsey. You know, I think that was just kind of a, a scapegoat move uh, to deflect the Josh Allen turnover problem. But hey, what the fuck do I know? I mean, again, the stats will tell the story that, jo- that Josh Allen's a turnover machine. But, you know, you can't argue with the Bills Mafia when they're smacking each other in the face with fucking dildos in the parking lot and putting each other through tables like they think they're fucking Tommy Dreamer versus Raven in the 90s fucking extreme championship wrestling era. You, you, you're not going you're to get that argument through to them. But, you know, even in that situation, I understand wide receivers want to get, they, you know they want to get their stats. I get it. And I've had this debate with people and I'm going to say it again. It is selfish to only think of yourself on a team where there's other guys surrounding you you know, this isn't basketball where like you have your top two predominant scorers. So, you know, they're always going to take the shot and you're kind of just there to facilitate, you know, like in a Chris Paul situation where you're not going to score a lot of points, but you're going to get a shit ton of assists. Diggs needs to realize that there's other weapons on this team. Allen's got to utilize. And this is part of where Allen's interceptions play a part is when you're trying to force a ball to Stefan Diggs and he's double covered one of those two covering him is going to intercept the ball you know we again we saw it in Pittsburgh when when Antonio Brown was like I got to be the guy you got, I got I got to get my 1000 yards and 100 catches you know you could be more impactful to the team just by being a decoy believe it or not you know it's it's one of those you have to do what's best for the team listen if your quarterback can't get his biggest offensive weapon the ball but he can get it to everybody else and it leads to a win that's all you should care about because in buffalo let's go back to yesteryear with jim kelly you went to four straight super bowls and you couldn't win any and right now with josh allen it's you get to the playoffs every year and you can't get past either the divisional round or the championship round, and you can't get to that next level. It's almost like you're almost at that ceiling, and then it's just like, now nah, we don't want to go past there. We just want to go back down the stairs. Yeah, that's what it seems like. And you could take that as me shitting on the bills, but it it's not because in hindsight, which is twenty twenty, that's exactly what it looks like. Where it's you know, you're you're trying to get to that level, but then it's like. You, you, you're you touching it and you're so close. And it's like, ah no, I don't want to put in that extra effort and just step on my tippy toes one last time to do it. It's almost like, I can't touch it, fuck it. I, I'd rather just be comfortable here at this level. And, and, and if that's what you want, then that's what you're going to get. You know, and it's not for Josh Allen not trying. But when you have the other drama surrounding you, and, and there is drama in Buffalo, it's just behind closed doors. And that's where it should be. That's where it should be. But the other interesting thing that I seen yesterday. I really didn't get to hear most of what was said um were the Tom Brady comments about the product of the NFL. And then I heard, you know, then I heard from other sources that he's been training maybe to come back. First off, no, please, we don't need that. That's one, stay retired. Fuck you, strippers, skanks, whatever you're doing. We, we, we don't need that. Okay. Is this NFL product mediocre at best? Is which I think is one of the words that he used. A lot of what Tom Brady said, from what I'm hearing, is things that we have all said for three years now. And Tom Brady's just three years behind. Because Tom Brady at the time, you know, you can't bash the product you're playing for. You know, you're not going to do that because then people are going to look at you like, wait, 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 this is the product that pays your bills and gives you, you know, and, and is giving you life-changing money. And you're going to sit here and you're going to bash it at the same time. Like, you're going to bite the hand that feeds you. Now, now if anything, it, it's like with Roethlisberger, when people... Complain about him having honest assessments about the Steelers. Well, what did you think he was going to say when he was actually playing for the Steelers? He wasn't going to tell you everything he felt. He's not only that he's critiquing on the now and the present. He's commenting on it, and if you're upset that he's speaking the truth about it, you're you, you're in a state you're in a sad state of affairs as a fucking human being because. I don't fault Ben Roethlisberger for saying anything negative about the Steelers when it's accurate. If he's just making outlandish claims like, yeah, Matt Cannon is the greatest offensive coordinator ever. Yeah, we got a problem. But when he's speaking factual arguments and making factual statements and they're actually accurate and they're true, <laughs> that's different. You can't get mad about that. You know, people are like, I can't believe that Ben would say this after playing for the Steelers for so many years and blah, blah, blah. What do you think he's going to do on his podcast? Talk about sunshine and fucking rainbows? We think he's going to talk about his fucking kids? You know, his kids' birthdays? And, oh, we had a vanilla ice cream cake for little Ben's birthday. Nobody's going to listen to that. Okay. Um... You know, I have to go back and watch the whole Brady interview for like the most, to me, to give you the most honest assessment. Um, But from what I'm seeing, he's three years behind on what we've all been saying. So do do I commend Brady for coming out and speaking his mind? I'll give him credit for that. Because of all people, I'm surprised it'd be Tom Brady to have an issue with the product that protected him for 20 plus years. Uh, Let's just be real about it. Uh, But, you know, you gotta, you just gotta, you know, I don't know. I think people have an issue with it because it's Tom Brady, because he was like the John Cena of the NFL, where he was the face of the NFL, where, you know, he could do no wrong you know no, no matter what scandals he was involved in on the field you know or 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 cheating allegations that were out there that he was a part of, you know, even through all that people still saw him as this this holier than thou guy that that act didn't get past certain people like me. It's like we know you cheated, we know they made up rules for you. We know they're protecting you. We know they're making you the face of the NFL. And we can't do anything to hurt that or or jeopardize that. And that's what they're doing with Patrick Mahomes right now. And everybody's so blind to it. But there's some of us that aren't. But. I can almost guarantee you that I could go and watch this Tom Brady interview and he will probably say verbatim everything that either I've said or that me and Garrett have said or that Brent has said or Dave has said or Aaron and Brutally Honest has said. So we've all said it. We were just three years ahead of the eight ball. Tom Brady's just three years behind it. But hey, again, he was still playing. You're not again, you're not gonna bash the product you play for or that you represent. That would be like if I, you know, for me working in the parts industry in in automotive, if I went from the company I work for, you know, and I went into another parts store, and I'm wearing their shirt, but it's a Sunday, and the company I work for isn't open on Sunday, at least in some of the in some of the uh, stores across Long Island that aren't open, okay, and I to go say to Advance Auto Parts like, oh, you work for blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, they really fucking suck. Like, I'm going to bash the company that's paying me, that's paying my bills, that's helping me provide for for not only myself, but for my kid. I'm not going to do that. You know, when I leave, it's a different story. But, you know, while I'm here, it's, you know, hey, this company's great. You You know, they give me stock options. They give me this. They take care of me this way. You know, my boss takes care of me you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's the thing you have to look at within the NFL, and especially with Tom Brady. He's like, you know, Goodell really protected me for all these years. And, and, you know, the refs really helped me out through all these years. And, you know, all, you know, all that nonsense. So I can't bash it yet, but I'll wait till I'm retired. And, and you see that with guys like Gronk who aren't afraid to say the things that need to be said. And, and people look at Gronk and they're like, you know, he's this real dumb guy. But if you watch him like on podcasts, He's as real as it gets. I'll give Rob Gronkowski a lot of credit, especially shitting on stuff going on within the Patriot organization, a team that he played a bulk of his career for. That paid him a lot of money. I will give him credit for shitting on the situation right now. because it, But nobody's bashing Gronkowski for saying it, though. At least I'm not seeing it. If you're a Patriot fan that really thinks that Mac Jones is the answer, if you don't think New England needs a total overhaul, and that goes from the GM to the coaching staff even, listen, Belichick will go down as one of the greatest head coaches of all time. The only reason why he is still coaching in the NFL, he wants the ultimate record. He wants Shula's record. Well, let's be honest. You're not getting it with Zappy as your quarterback and you're not getting it with Mac Jones as your quarterback. Either you do a complete overhaul of that or if I'm Belichick, find a way out of your extension. Either find your way to the commanders or even the chargers. I mean, I'm just, I'm just putting that out there, you know, and another shit situation too, uh, you know, with the New Jersey jets, I'm sorry, I'm not going to call them New York. And I'm sure my buddy Rob is going to agree with what I'm about to say. The fact that Tim Boyle is now your number one, Trevor Simeon is number two and Zach Wilson is number three tells you a story you don't want to read. That the Jets are fucked. If you really think Tim Boyle is going out there on Black Friday. Yes, there is a game on Black Friday. The first time ever. And I am so happy that I don't have to work for this. Okay? Because I get to literally watch a fucking manslaughter on Amazon Prime Friday starting at 3. I get to watch Tim Boyle get annihilated that, that before the first half ends, and I will give him almost the first half before you see Trevor Simeon come in the game. And then in the second half, you will see Simeon get slaughtered to the point that you may have to go back to Zach Wilson. And now Rodgers could come out and he could take accountability for it, you know, that he wasn't there to mentor him and he's taking blame for it. And I'll give Rodgers credit for that. I, I, I do. I give him credit for that because he kind of showed a genuine side, whether it was as fake as all his ex-girlfriend's orgasms is a different story, but I'll, I'll commend him for that because, you know, as the veteran and you're not, you can't physically play. I understand. or Well, you know, whatever your doctors are in Los Angeles. Okay. Whatever you, you reside in Los Angeles in the off season. I, I, I get it. You, you know, you're going to go, you know, and I said it a few weeks ago, and people got butthurt about it. Well, you know, if his doctors are in Los Angeles, then what's the big deal? Like, well, like, does he really have to see a doctor in New York? Like, what the fuck, Jim? Like, you really have to find a way to just bash everything about Aaron Rodgers? You know, like, he's, like, the greatest of all time. First off, he's the greatest of all time in the regular season. Okay? That's that. But now a lot of people, you know... I, well, obviously going back to Rodgers real quick. I'll commend him for the comments that he should have been there to mentor this kid. Okay? And he's taken accountability for that. He's taken accountability for Zach Wilson's failure. But Zach Wilson has to take accountability for Zach Wilson's failures as well. Because you were given chance after, chance after chance after chance after chance after chance. You know, it's like, how many times do you give somebody a chance? It's like dealing with a drug addict or an alcoholic who keeps relapsing. It's like, how many times do you keep giving this person a chance before you just say, fuck this, I can't no more? And that's what it's become with the Jets. Is we've given Zach Wilson all these chances. He, he had weapons brought in. Well, they weren't his weapons. Again, Garrett Wilson was brought in for Zach Wilson. These other guys, Brees Hall was brought in for Zach Wilson. He wasn't brought in for Aaron Rodgers. Lazar and Randall Cobb were brought in for Aaron Rodgers because those were his, his buddies, and he has a level of comfort of playing with them back from the Green Bay days. So it's like, hey, we'll bring these two in. We have Aaron Rodgers. We have Garrett Wilson. We have Conklin. We have Brees Hall. We have this guy. We have this guy. Aaron Rodgers has got a plethora of weapons. Whether they're big names or not, he's got a plethora of weapons. We're a playoff team. But then we know what happens 19 seconds into the game. And we know what happens. And the only bright spot that Zach Wilson will have this year is that he's the only quarterback to date that has beaten Jalen Hurts. That's the only accomplishment he's got. In his whole NFL career, he beat Jalen Hurts. He defeated the last undefeated team. Okay? That's the only accomplishment he's got. People like Robert Sala is the head coach. He's he's a hard guy to hate. I'll be honest. I look at him on the sidelines, and 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 uh, and cricket. Nieman said it last night. You know, Robert Sala's is like that Dan Campbell guy where he'll have you run through a wall for him. He he believes in this team, and he believes that the turnaround is there. And you know, don't give up on us. The turnaround is coming. But for the Jets, that turnaround has been happening. For fucking decades. And I don't blame the fan base for being annoyed. And I don't blame the fan base for being pissed. And and sick and tired of it all. I don't blame them. But it comes to a point. Where. Even after Aaron Rodgers. How are you going to do. How are you going to get this right? That's the question. And we don't know. I don't even think the Jets know. Let's be real about it. I don't even think they know. But they got to figure it out. Or it's going to be another decade of bullshit for them. You know, you you look. You know, we talked about it Saturday with the whole buy in now, win now mentality and you know, putting your eggs in different baskets and Cleveland decided to put their eggs all into one basket and does it pan out and does it not pan, does it pan out, does it not pan out? And for the Rams, it panned out because they took their eggs, they put it in the Stafford basket, they put it in the Von Miller basket, they put it in the OBJ basket, you know, and it worked for one year. But you set yourself back because you had to trade away so much draft capital. And I've had time to think about this. And you know, and I said it Saturday and I'll stand by this, the blueprint works for some and not for all. It worked for the it worked for the Rams, but it doesn't work for everybody. And if I'm the Jets, you you almost have to go the Ram route. You almost have to go that route. You almost have to say, you know what? We got to go and get this guy. And if we have to over-trade for him by a draft pick or two, whether it's an earlier round or a later round, we're going to do it. You know, if there's this offensive lineman on another team that you want, and they want like three second rounders and a fourth rounder for him. And, you're, and you feel he's only worth two second rounders. But you really want him. You're going to have to overtrade. It's like right now in the Yankee situation. Okay. Every guy that the Yankees have had that they've traded off or let walk away. A la Jordan Montgomery. Now if you want him, you have to overspend. To fix the Yankee problems, you wanted to underspend and be cheap. Now you have to overspend to fix it. And you have to overspend for guys that may not be worth the money, but you're going to overspend. That's what the Jets are going to wind up having to do. They're going to wind up having to do what the Yankees eventually have to come to terms with and realize is you're going to have to overspend to fix your team to win. And you should never have to put yourself in that situation. But unfortunately, the Jets will have to do that. The Jets will have to overspend to fix the bullshit. They'll have to do it. But with that being said, I just wanted to hop on, you know, to, you know, do the little recap of Canada, my reaction of of his firing. Um, You know, um, again, it was too late, but it is what it is. Uh, tonight, make sure everybody tunes in on the Average Joe Sports YouTube channel as Cigar and Sports is bringing you a Thanksgiving Eve edition of Cigar and Sports. Uh, so tune into that for those who watched the last one. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you enjoyed it. Um, to the jerk offs on Twitter that did not like my outtake or my response to Emmanuel Aucho's take on, uh, Deshaun outplaying Lamar Jackson. That was one, 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 once again, the dumbest fucking outtake I've ever fucking heard. Okay. The fact that, that people are commenting typical Steeler fan, read the fucking stats, you jackasses. Okay. Cause I said it all day Saturday. I said it when me and Garrett recorded Steel and Teal. I said it when I was on the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast, which I'm waiting for. I know Aaron's got a busy schedule, so I'm waiting for him to put the episode out, send it to me, and I can put it out on my end. Um, you know, we discussed it there too, me, him, and and his co-host Joey House, which was, it was great to finally, not, it was great not only to do a show with Aaron again, but it was great to finally, you know, meet his co-host, even though it was through Zoom. And, you know, um. Uh, I, I could I could tell you this. Aaron has got a great co-host with with Joey House, um, very knowledgeable guy. So if you haven't listened to Aaron's newest stuff with you know with his new co-host, it is I'm telling you right now. Those two together are phenomenal. I'm just telling you now. Um, go listen to them. I also believe that Garrett is putting out a new. Is this a bad take this morning? So I can't wait to hear his take on Tom Brady. And maybe that's something we discuss when we record either Saturday or Sunday morning, depending on Garrett's scheduling. Uh, I know he's got a lot going on. Um, but to everybody who did check out Cigar and Sports, to those who said the Eagles wouldn't win Monday night, ha-ha, fuckers, because they did. Because they did. Because they did. Um, But yeah. So with that being said, I gotta run. I gotta finish up my manager report and some other stuff. Uh, because I won't be here for the next few days after it. Thank fucking God. I got a break. I got a break finally. Uh, but to all those who follow, retweet, listen, obviously, obviously, Brent and Dave at 1420 Sports. Uh, Dave, I did hear your assessment of the Steelers. I honestly couldn't get mad at it. And it's and it's not just because, like, we support each other. It's because they were honest assessments. They, they weren't, like, outlandish assessments, like, that Browns fans make about, like, how great Deshaun Watson is when he really isn't. You know, Dave pointed out the the true facts when it comes to Kenny Pickett, how he is inaccurate. He's not reading the field right. You know, so, I you know. I'm sure people are waiting for for me to comment on that for those who follow and listen to Brent and Dave, who saw that, who who watched their latest on YouTube. Which go subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, you know I can't disagree with it. I really can't. And Sunday really was a uh, fuck that team. What was the Pittsburgh Steelers? It's like what the fuck was that? That was abysmal to go out there against the Browns with a rookie quarterback and your offense. Looked anemic. Your offense looked like Tom Hanks in Philadelphia when the AIDS really kicks in. And I know that's a bad, a bad fucking comparison, but it it, it was that bad. Um. But it, it, you know, it just is what it is. But make sure you go check out Brent and David fourteen twenty sports. They always put out great content. Brent's always putting out a show, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, night. Uh, he's probably doing one as he sleeps right now. It's probably called "Inside Brent's Dreams," uh, <laughs> where it's just Brent in his dreams podcasting. Which we probably we probably have the technology to do shit like that now. Uh, go follow, obviously, go check out myself and Garrett at Steel and Teal, as well as two dudes with sports news, which is also Garrett and Jalen. Uh, check out Aaron and Joey House at Brutally Honest. Check out my man Eman at. Average Joe Sports, as well as myself and E-Man with Cigar and Sports. Um, I got to run faster because now the Cintas guy uh, came in. But to all the other podcasters that follow and retweet, you know who you are. Obviously, Coyle and Visit Vegas Places. John at Wrestling Fans Insight. Nate's Daily Wagers. uh, The BSing Sports Podcast. The We Like Sports Podcast. I know they're Browns fans, but uh, I've actually watched a few of their shows. Uh, Knowledgeable guys, so definitely go check them out. Um, again, to all the other ones, thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure you tune in tonight on YouTube as me and E-Man bring the heat. We bring the fire. And of course, we always bring the cigars as well. So check it out. Uh, everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving. Um, we may be incorporating a new segment tonight or me, you know, so make sure to check that out. Uh, my douchebag of the week is going to be an interesting one. Um, So if you're a Chiefs fan, you may want to tune into that one. But as always, peace.